We're going to move on. We now are joined by the General Secretary of the South African Democratic Teachers Union, Satu Mukwenya Maluleke, to react to the criminal acts which are targeted at education facilities. We'll also be speaking to him about how the union is supporting teachers during the, lock, the, the lockdown so that they can, in turn, support learners, ideally. So you may recall that last night we received a voice note from a teacher who said that she uses WhatsApp to send lessons to her learners but that some of her students cannot participate because they cannot afford buy data. So what is Satu's position on this? Joining us on the line is, as I've said, Mugwenya Maluleke, General Secretary of the South African Democratic Teachers Union. Mr. Mugwenya, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, good evening to your listeners and thanks for having us at this time for the night. First and foremost, uh, let's talk about what's happening with uh, Social Anguva Secondary School. Your take as to what's happening there. Well, we are quite shocked that um, the criminals can go to that extent of really banning four schools in Sochanguva. We are aware that in Gauteng, this is the 21st incident that is happening, and clearly it is that it is really shocking. Baffles one's mind. Why would you target uh, an institution that is helping to empower young people to make a difference in the lives of our people and our economy? So really, it is this, the level of criminality. Um, um, it's unexplainable to, uh, if there is a word like that in English, uh, because it, it boggles my mind. Is 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 the um, security cluster responding, or have they responded to what happened there? Well, we know that the department <clears throat> is doing everything they can, and clearly, it is that the law enforcement. Uh, agencies are also doing some investigation, um, and uh, we have also condemned that as an organization, and we have urged that the communities uh, must work with the law enforcement agencies to identify um, these uh, criminals so that then they can be brought to books, because at the end of the day, um, imagine what might have been banned there, uh, things like schedules, uh, things like, uh, you know, um, records of the schools. And then obviously those records are not just for two, five years. These are the records that would un- enable us in case a person after 20 years saying, look, I have lost my um, my grade 9 or, uh, you know, uh, grade 11. Stephen Katie, you need to be able to assist such people. And therefore, these are the records that are very, very, very important in the history of any nation and education being targeted by the criminals, it shows the level um, of thinking of some of these particular people. What is Satu's position or view of Panyazali Sufi, MEC for Education Gauteng, responding to what happened in Soshanguv? So we we support the um, uh, minister MEC Sufi's efforts um, um, around how how he respects and how he would want to see township schools really improving in terms of quality, but also in terms of infrastructure uh, that um, um, is a fit for the dignity of our people. So we, we, we really support him. All right. I want to play that clip as we promised to play it for you. Now we can. Go ahead. No, we're deeply disappointed. Uh, actually, we are gutted. Uh, we can't even respond to uh, this kind of behavior. Uh, it's barbaric. It's thakari at its best and 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 we really believe that uh, 
the law enforcement agencies that are coming to join us will be in a position to interview people that are here so that we have an idea why will somebody ban a school. I mean, in this area alone, uh, we lost four schools. Uh, we've touched four schools within a week. Uh, and in the entire province, uh, 23 schools were damaged in total. And so we're, we're going through difficulties. And then we really believe that something must give. Uh, people must give us information. And then on the basis of that information, we need to act. I mean, the modus operandi is the same, targeting the nerve center of the school. And the nerve center of the school is that mint block. That's where you plan, that's where your teachers are, that's where the principal is, that's where your resources are, and that's where you distribute everything from food to textbooks. So anyone who targets uh, our nerve center, uh, they want to effect uh, maximum uh, damage, uh, and there's no way that we can ignore it as an isolated thing. Uh, it's coordinated. And we really believe that the law enforcement agencies must come as quickly as possible and assist us to identify these culprits. Um, and, and they must explain why are we targeting schools, especially during lockdown. There's an association that took us to court as government, all of us, to say that government has appointed people that are not qualified to be security guards uh, to secure our schools. And on the basis of that, the department was found guilty by a court of law and we requested to withdraw uh, security guards. So we didn't withdraw them because we want to withdraw them. Uh, there was a court process and that out of that particular court process uh, and we, 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 we indicated that these people are volunteering, they're providing their services, we're just giving them a stipend so they're not necessarily employed. But the organization that took us to court felt that these people are taking the job of proper security guards and therefore they really believe they must be removed. So we're in the process of now reintegrating them and negotiating a better option in which you can show that the schools are, 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 are safeguarded. So the Department of uh, Community Safety is working around this measure. That was the MEC for Education here in Gauding, MEC Panyazali Sufi. So, Mr. Moleg, it would appear as though by the admission of the MEC, the schools are not protected, they are not secured, there are no officers that have been appointed ever since they had removed those following a court order, admittedly, those who were acting as security officers. Your response? In any democratic dispensation, we're supposed not even to guide those particular schools because these are the centers where we empower people. This belongs to the community. The community and the school has got to be protected by the community. You know, when you put the security to protect the school, it should be an additional measure. But um, now, you know, banning the school, we have seen the state of backlash. It was something else. We know that the people were looking uh, for computers in our schools and so forth, and they never banned the school. But banning the school, it is that, it, it, it is, it's, I mean, it's treason as far as I'm concerned. It is that, why would when there is no security, why, why wouldn't they just go in and do whatever they wanted to do rather than to, even in the absence of the security, they see it fit that let's just ban the school so that come the children must not have uh, anywhere to study, come back, the teachers have no place to prepare, the principal has got no record and so forth. So this is a coordinated syndicate that has got a particular uh, plan and therefore the police must be able to in 
investigate this particular intent and be able to expose it so that we understand why is this thing happening when schools are being improved and the schools are being given the resources that they need in the township so that we're able to uh, to educate our children. It's quite painful for any parent in social Google anywhere where you know that you come the day where the schools are reopening, uh, my child may not be even having a class or the books are banned and the resources, and, you know, the, the records are very important in terms of how we track our students, how we are able to assist them as they go to other schools. Now portfolios have been bent down and so forth. Now you don't have anything. Really, it's something that has got to be investigated and they must go deeper into this particular thing because as far as I'm concerned, it is not just an element of wanting to steal. It is an element that says you want to undermine the sovereignty of our country by practicing treason. All right, let's move on to the matters pertaining to education. Now we don't we know that we have a bit of a situation in terms of our education. Satu, is Satu doing anything to make sure that learners do not miss out on education in spite of some of the days taken away from learning time? Well, we know that this coronavirus has really shaken up our education system. It has really disrupted all our, our aspects of life. And education has been uh, hit so bad, uh, just like our economy. And what Satu is doing on a daily basis, we're using our Twitter uh, handles from national and other provinces, want to post uh, programs that are there that are meant for the teachers and the students. Some of these particular programs are really run by our teachers who go to the radio station and then present lessons in whatever learning area that the students have got to follow. We are also posting uh, the programs that the government or the Department of Education uh, has uh, so that the students have access to that. <clears throat> However, uh, we are living in South Africa and then we know the inequalities that are there and the coronavirus has even now really deeply exposed those particular inequalities that in terms of e-learning and distance learning and any other digital learning and management system, that is that there will be those who can have uh, the necessary resources to do that. Our teachers, uh, we want to support them, and I want to agree that we're not supporting them as much as we would have loved to support them. We're still developing some other, um, you know, a system that will be able to be able to talk to all our 400,000 teachers in the country, and they can be able to talk to us in terms of what are the programs that are there, because we're not sure when the lockdown will then be called off, and therefore we cannot allow education uh, to, to, to not continue. We need to, to we have taken a decision as a National Executive Committee to develop a messenger that will be sending to the, to, to the teachers and support them more. But let me admit, we have not been supporting them in the, in the manner in which we're supposed to support them together with the department, because even in terms of the programs that are there, are mostly uh, focusing on the students and then leaving the teachers out who are supposed to be supporting. I want to thank the teachers who are continuously communicating with the, the, the students, sending them lessons through education and many other platforms that are there, Google Docs and so forth, they're sending them. But these are only the students who have got gadgets. What happens to the students who literally don't have gadgets in the rural areas? We are talking to the ministry to ensure that we call for those particular philanthropists who can really help us to give these particular students some gadgets so that they are able to work. So, but the teachers, I think, let me confess, was not given them the necessary support together ourselves as a union and the Department of Education.
Why has Satu not given the teachers the necessary support? Well, you would understand that as a teaching trade union, is that our our role mostly would be that we support what the department comes with because we don't have the necessary resources to be able to match uh, the needs that are there for 400,000 teachers that are out there because we are a union who is really limited in terms of collective bargaining, in terms of training our teachers when there is a need for training. And therefore, this particular crisis has find us all un- unprepared. We didn't uh, really expect that it will, that the scale at, at, of, of disruption will be at this level. And therefore, that's why we are now beginning to work. And therefore, we are a little bit late in terms of developing some of these particular programs. And uh, this is a lesson. Uh, we're not the only ones. Is that it's not only even global. Is that what the teacher unions are doing globally is to urge the department to ensure that they support the teachers, they provide the resources, and that is what we have done. We have a lot of links that we have provided our teachers and so forth. But what I'm saying is we're supposed to be talking to all of them and hearing what they are saying. And then in seven days' time or five days' time, we'll be ready to do that, to give them in case uh, we have this particular um, lockdown not being lifted, even if it is lifted we have learned lessons, we need to be ready forever so that from now onwards we need to be at the touch of a button, be able to support our teachers as much as we're supposed to do. Because clearly it is that we're not an employer, we don't have the necessary um, resources that the employer should be having to support the teachers. Our role really would be to support the department in its efforts to provide those particular resources. Let me take some calls for you. 0891 Voice notes, text messages, WhatsApp voice notes, all welcome. Let's first go to Newlands. Mike is there. Good evening, Mike. Yeah, hi, good evening, Mike. Good evening to your guest. Uh, um, yeah, uh, first of all, he says our teachers, they're not, they're not his teachers. These teachers are employed by the government. And uh, they are, in fact, our teachers, not his teachers. His job as a union is to represent the teachers and look after their interests. He's not a political party. Uh, I think he's a little confused, and I think that's part of the problem we have in this country, is that the teachers are part of our democratic system. So when, when every five years we go to the polls, people, we vote in the government of the day. If the government of the day is not performing, then it's up to the people to vote in another government. Uh, it's not up to the unions to say to the people, vote for this government, or even if you did vote, didn't vote for this government, we're going to tell you what to do. The, uh, uh, the government must look after the teachers. But more importantly is that I have to say I share his frustration, but I understand that in a way, uh, in the Western Cape we have a similar situation. We've lost, I think, 50 or 60 train sets out of 100. So our train system in the Western Cape has almost collapsed. Uh, we've had absolutely no arrests. Uh, our police are completely incompetent. And as you've heard earlier this evening, was telling Kabinda Abrams, even Becky Chelly is so useless, he doesn't even seem to know where she lives to go and arrest her for breaking the law. Um, so surely when we hear these schools are burnt down in Shoshigiri, which is just horrendous, I think it's four schools, no police action, there seems no sign of any arrests because our police system has completely collapsed. And what I would like to put to your guest is this. Is this not rather scary? Because we almost like having now a situation where it's the frustration of unemployment in our country, which is now 
bordering on 30 percent. Mike, I, I need us to give him an opportunity to respond. We're running out of time. I need to give him the opportunity to respond to what sure. you're saying. We have and only one minute and 30 seconds to respond. Thank you very thank much, you. Mike. Uh, Mr. Malik, would you like to respond to Mike? Yeah, well, um, um, I think we 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 we, should, we are frustrated as much as it's frustrated, and 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 clearly it is that the um, uh, in terms of the banning of the school, really, we've got to work with the police. I mean, um, the community, uh, this this property belongs to us. These are the, these are the centers of our 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 civilization and our development, and therefore we need to show that kind of responsibility to the police, and therefore the police must also do their work. So it means investigate. Um, the unit of the police have got to really check up their skills to be able to check these particular people. But also in terms of the issues of voting this and voting that, I don't think um, I, I would want to, to, to respond to that except to then say, look, we are a professional trade union. We are responsible for the well-being in terms of the working conditions of our members, but we cannot uh, be like a union that says we don't have a responsibility towards our students. We have a responsibility because when you join teaching, the first thing you know about defining teaching in the very simplest way is to care. So if that is what we are supposed to be doing, caring for our children, caring for our our students, so as a union of professionals, we've got to ensure that we assist the government to give the resources uh, to the to, to the teachers and so forth. So if we can't say, no, no, we're a union, our job is about salaries only, and you know, it can be. We are not a craft union, right. we're a professional union. I'll leave it right there, Mr. Maluga. Thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. Really appreciate your time. You're welcome, sir. is General Secretary of the South African, South African Democratic Teachers Union. That's Satu. It's 11 o'clock. It's time for the final bulletin for today with Zoleka Godash.